Welcome to the Janine Boland Show, where we share tips from around the globe as we guide practical people with their finances using money tips, increase their incomes through side businesses, and maintain their sanity by staying in their creative zone. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm Janine Bolin, and with me today, I have Sue Wilhite, and guess what? Sue and I are both members of this wonderful networking group called Speakers Playhouse, and that's where we met, and I cannot tell you how much I love it. So if you are a speaker or you are a podcaster and you are listening to this, I highly recommend that you go to Speakers Playhouse, which is started by Kimberly Crow and Gina Trask, both lovely women who have started this networking event for free every week. They're there on Thursday, and I get to meet some of the coolest people on planet, and Sue is one of those people, and let me tell you why. Not only did she endure a health issue in the form of an ulcer, but she realized that there were types of illnesses that were becoming way all too common in the corporate world, especially among successful women who had high-pressure careers and, of course, responsibilities to family, blah, blah, blah. We all know the, the drill. And she became aware that these women often stalled and got frustrated with their careers and that there were emotional residues that were holding them back. And so Sue made it a life mission. She wanted to make sure that successful people got off their, yeah, but right? So she wanted to get them off their butt, but not just any butt, that yeah, butt thing that they had going on. And so reaching the top of her own profession in about six years, she suffered a healing crisis. And literally that changed her life. It changed her focus, changed on, changed her in innumerable ways that we're going to talk about. And she's not only a two-time international number one best-selling author and award-winning show host, which is where I got to meet her. She's also a law of attraction coach, and she is a certified biofield tuning practitioner. So she specializes in getting her clients unstuck and encouraging them to fulfill their own destinies. So welcome to the show, Sue. Great to have you on our program. Well, I'm so thrilled to get to spend time with you again, Janine. <laughs> I know. We always we always have such a great time when we're networking, but then it's even more fun when we get on one another's shows. So one of the things that the Janine Boland Show likes to offer people is that we help people save not only money, but their time, their knowledge, and their sanity. And let's talk about sanity. One of the things that Sue is very good at, and if you've heard, if you've done any kind of self-development or have been in any, any of those areas of life, law of Traction. You've heard of who else but Joseph Campbell, the hero's journey, the power of myth. I mean, the guy was talking about how you could actually create the perfect life for yourself. But first, you had to get off your yeah, but right, Sue. So talk to us a little bit. How on earth did you find Joseph Campbell? And how did you tr totally transform your life from where you were to look at you now? Oh, my gosh. D did you ever think you'd be here now? Uh, one of the, well, to answer the last question, uh, my friends and I in high school, there were three of us gals, and we made a pact that we were going to be world famous fill in the blank. And uh, my, one of my friends was going to be a world famous comic book artist. And one of my friends was going to be a world famous lawyer. And I was going to be a world famous author. I'm the only one who did it. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm glad I'm glad you reached out, reached out and got your goal. All right. So let's let's back up just a little bit then. And so you you were in high school and you made these goals for yourselves. You achieved your goal. So how did you stumble upon this Joseph Campbell guy? Because you have set up your entire podcast, The Sweet Sounds of Success, 
around his model. And it's brilliant. I love the way you run your show. I can't recommend it enough to my own listeners. You need to go over there and in the show notes and subscribe because she does a brilliant job of walking people through the hero's journey. So how did you get, how did that come about? Well, I had heard at least one or two of Bill Moyer's interviews with uh, Joseph Campbell on PBS, I believe it was. And then when, when I was in my early 20s, maybe. Um, and then when I was, uh, many years later, I was in a uh, seminary program. <laughs> uh, little, you didn't know that, did you? I'm an ordained. No, I didn't. That's news. That's news. I am a real live ordained minister. No, I did not spend 50 bucks and get a certificate suitable for framing. I spent time in a seminary taking classes and the underlying part of the training was going through Bill Moyer's interviews with Joseph Campbell and looking at that what the 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 story of myth is the underpinnings of many religious traditions and so in addition to learning about all of these religions and and mystery schools and spiritual traditions we studied Joseph Campbell and, uh, and I fell in love with him. And when I ended up getting my ministerial ordination, uh, I got tapped to be an instructor. So I got to do it over and over and over and over and over again, which was awesome. It was so cool. Well, it's a philosophy or a, it is a way of viewing life through a lens that lends itself to multiple review like when you have the basics i I think i love my hispanic friends because they're always like you got to get back to rice and beans but when i was in japan my parents and i we always heard it's time to get back to noodles okay and in america it's time to get back to the basics right it's all they're all all these cultures are saying the same thing it's just and joseph campbell is the basics. This is the basics. Now, how do you want your hero life to to manifest? So you had this ulcer, you had this health crisis. You're like, all right, back the truck up. I need to refocus and redesign my life. Oh my gosh. How do you start that process? I mean, you're a corporate woman for crying out loud, right? I was not only a corporate woman, but I was in IT and running an IT department for what ended up becoming a multinational company. And that was a huge amount of stress. And when I got the ulcer, which I've got to tell you, don't do that. It was so painful. Yeah. It was like a volcano was going off in my, in my gut every day. And taking the drugs was not fun because if I missed the drug timing, the volcano went off again. So there was a lot of stress just involved in treating the ulcer. What ended up happening is I got a call to action, which is one of the uh, parts of Joseph Campbell's uh, cycle, by a friend of mine coming and saying, you're going to come to this hypnotherapy demo. And I thought it was all permission. And she, she got me there, and I ended up being the um demonstration model and the guy demonstrated four or five different techniques on me and by the end of the evening I had no more ulcer so call to action wake up call oh my god life is now different 
And I started investigating mind-body connections and what's going on with this and went down the rabbit hole of anatomy, psychology, neuroscience, <laughs> medicine, chemistry, going back to biochemistry, all of these things and putting them all together and making it a study. And, you know, and then here I am today taking all of that stuff and getting it into something that other people could understand. Right. Yeah. Packaging it up and helping other people understand where they are in life. So, all right. I was trained as an analytical biochemist and yes, I worked for Glaxo and yes, we helped you with Zantac, right? I mean, I was very proud of that drug because, and the joke was, and you know, now that I no longer work for them, I can say it. The joke was that we, we had more subscribers to Zantac within the company rather than outside the company, just because of the pressures of corporate America. So if you're one of those people that you love your job, then keep loving that job. Keep doing what you love doing. But the challenge is when your health gets to a point that you have to start making some decisions, then go ahead and reach out to Sue Wilhite and she will be glad to walk you through some of the steps that you're going to need to take to redesign uh, what your life is like. She and I are both corporate women that had to make drastic alterations to our to our lives with absolutely no coaching uh, to go along with it. We had to learn ourselves. We don't recommend it. We highly recommend that you have a buddy that can walk you by the hand through the steps you need to take. So uh, help walk us by the hand, Sue. What, what's the first step when you decide, okay, this is no longer working for me. I'm going to have to make some changes. Where do you begin? Well, I actually have my favorite question, which is, what do you want? And what do you really want? No, really, what do you want? <laughs> and, and we peel back all of the things that people think that they want and get to what they really want. And there's some research in psychology that tells us what people really want. <laughs> which are just two things, really. It just boils down to two things. And it's how you get those two things that is the, the interesting part, so to speak. <laughs> and those two things are love and wanting to make a difference in the world. Those are the two things. This is what everybody wants, baseline. They want love and they want to make a difference in the world period. And everything else on top of that turns out to be a way of getting to those two things. And once you have those things, I call them the things, states of being, once right. you have those states of being, then you're good. You're golden. You can do anything because you've gotten what you want. And now it's not desperation, which turns off the law of attraction, actually rebounds it, right? Um, it, it makes your relationships all better. It makes your job better, whether it's a job you're being paid by some uh, corporate entity or your own passion in which you are making a difference in the world, right? 
So stick around, folks. There is more where that came from. Sue is going to chat with us about steps necessary. And when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about, okay, there's two things that people need. They need to feel loved and they need to make a difference in this world. And once you have that ironed out, what that means for you, that's where that individuality comes from. As soon as we wrap, you know, bring that around, uh, we'll be talking about it after the break. So see you upon the return. Welcome back. Janine Boland here with Sue Wilhite, who just so happens to be the vibration speaker. And if you're like, say, what are you talking about? We are here to chat with you about the sounds of success, which is the podcast that Sue runs. And she talks about how to raise your frequency, how to work with your vibration so that if, if you're a corporate person and you're wanting to get out of that particular lifestyle, she can help you do that. And she, she talks about us. And at the, before we came to the break, we were talking about, Hey, people only need really two things out of life. They need to feel love and they need to know that they're making a difference in the world. So Sue, if you don't mind, let's pick up where we left off. Talk to us about these four areas of love that need to be taken care of before you move forward with the next step. Yeah, and that's this is really the important part because it's really easy to say you need love. And, you know, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, love. So love is made up of four parts to be seen, to be heard, to be accepted, and to be valued. I'm going to go over them again. To be seen, so you're you're not invisible, you're noticed. People see you. You're heard. Your voice is heard. Your vibration, your frequency is experienced. To be accepted for who you are, because you are unique in the world, and to be valued for who you are and your uniqueness. So those are the four components of love. And those things are, you have to have all four. Because if you're not seen, then how in the world can you be accepted or valued, right? If you're not heard, nobody knows what your message is and you're gonna miss step two, which is making a difference in the world. And many people, feel that they're not accepted and definitely not valued. We've got quite a number of people in the we can speak over the last year that we can talk about a ton of people who are not feeling heard, valued, or accepted. So love is the key to that. And can I tell you a secret? I love secrets. Go for it. You have to do it to you first. You have to see yourself, hear yourself, accept yourself and value yourself. And one of the key things that I tell people, I kind of start from the bottom up because that's where people's heads kind of break open. No one will value you as much as you do. No one will value you as much as you do. So if you say, oh, I'm only worth a dollar or I'm only worth being stepped on or ignored, then nobody is going to value you any more than that. 
people might see you, but they're not going to value you as much. It's up to you to set your value so that you can be accepted, seen, and heard. And that's a tough one, especially if you've been used to working in corporate America all of your career, and all of a sudden you start off and you decide, I'm going to run my own business. I talk about this a lot with my uh, clients that are new business owners, or they're starting their new business, and it's, Janine, how should I... How should I sell this? How much should I charge? All that. And that's where those issues come up. And I usually end up referring them out to people that are uh, career coaches like yourself saying, look, you need to work with this woman for a while before you come back to me because I can help you build the tech, the systems, automate the routines, create the schedules for yourself. But if you're suffering from a lack of confidence because you have not learned to accept yourself and you don't value yourself, that's a whole different kettle of fish that needs to be resolved before you start running out into the world prospecting for clients, right? So talk to us about these these four elements, this be seen, be heard, be accepted, be valued. So how do we see ourselves? I mean, is it an exercise where I stand and look in the mirror? Help me out here, girlfriend. What do we do? Well, actually, that is a really good exercise. Louise A. really made that incredibly popular, where you stand in front of the mirror and you look yourself in the eye and you do affirmations. And uh, I'll just go off on a kind of a sidebar here about affirmations. And most people do them wrong. Uh, Most people are doing an affirmation where they'll say, um, I am beautiful. And inside of their head, the little voice says, no, you're not. Little voice says, you're ugly. We've been telling you that for years. And people go, oh, this affirmation stuff doesn't work. And the trick is to actually engage that voice in conversation and go, really, who are you? Why are you telling me I'm ugly? Who are you to tell me I'm ugly? Is this your mother, your father, siblings, uh, teachers, other adults? Somebody else told you that. It's not true. It's absolutely objectively not true. And you want to engage that voice and help it be part of the affirmation. I am beautiful to myself is one way to change that. And doing that, you see yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and go, hey, aren't you something? I really wish you could see Sue's body language at this point because (laughs) it's definitely got that come hither feel to it. And honest to goodness, when I started uh, using Louise Hay's exercise of looking in the mirror, it was amazing how it totally revolutionized the way not only that I saw myself, but the way my friends started to react to me. I changed the way I, I dressed because I realized I was dressing the way other people had told me to dress. I was not dressing in the, in the clothing that actually made me happy. So, okay, so that's be seen. We're going to kind of skip through these because honestly, folks, Sue could talk at length on all of these. And so we're going to make sure we hit all all four before we close out this segment. So how do we hear ourselves to be heard? A lot of times people think they need that kind of acknowledgement from external sources when in actuality, they're trying to give themselves some advice and they're not hearing their own advice. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So being heard is, I I will admit, uh, this has been the toughest one for me. Most of my life, It has been an interesting thing for me to be heard. 
And again, it was, it, I, I'm jumping kind of to the end, but valuing myself when I got my own value, then somehow my voice made it across <laughs> the airways to be heard. It's, it, it's really magical. Once you make that connection, that what you say is worth saying, you get heard. You absolutely get heard. And when you're not being heard, let's say that you're in a, a workplace and you say something. This is, this is a classic example, right? Everybody is going to recognize this. You say something in a meeting and everybody goes, oh my God, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard or they ignore you. And then you find out that your boss is running with it and it's their idea, right? That's an example of not being heard. Well, to counter that, what you do is go to your boss and say, well, I hear that idea I brought up in the meeting <laughs> was really successful. Let's brainstorm how we can make it even better. <laughs> I love that. Does, That's wonderful. Right? It does two things because it makes it a partnership between you and your boss. You're not being accusatory and you're making your boss look good. Always something to pay attention to. Yep. It's, it's very helpful to always help others not lose face. Yes. And there's no need to be confrontational, unlike what you see on the internet, on TV all the time. Believe it or not, the way society works best is when we actually do form these partnerships and these co-ops, as they like to say. So, right. all right. So we, we have collaboration now. You know, we've been heard. So help us out with this to learn to accept ourselves as we are in the moment. Ooh, this is a tricky one. You know, we like to really bust on ourselves, especially for high performers. Help us out, Sue. Uh, you know, one of the things to do is to say, I, I actually have a quote up on my wall um, that's from uh, Marianne Radmacher. And it says, courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is the quiet voice at the end of the day saying, I will try again tomorrow. Courage doesn't always roar. That is a good one because you almost always have the lion. You know, I can't blame Wizard of Oz, but when it comes to courage, everybody thinks of the cowardly lion. And I love it that courage doesn't always roar. Talk to us about that. Courage is sometimes, and acceptance is sometimes saying, okay, I did what I could do. I'm doing what I could do. And I'll do as much as I could do tomorrow. I'll, I'll just keep going. And also, also, because I don't want people to go, oh my God, I'm stuck in this horrible situation and I'm just going to accept it. No, it's, it's also accepting that you're in a horrible situation and that you need to shift out of it. You need to find a way to get to a workaround to get out of there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, toxic. Don't stand for it. <laughs> Don't sit there and keep eating poison and trying to adjust it and say, you know what, I just need to learn to appreciate eating poison. That's kind of putting a happy face sticker on it. And that's not, that's not where we need to be as human beings. No, no, no. And that's where the stress comes from, right? That's where all of that, that's where my ulcer came from, is it wasn't so much that it was a toxic workplace, but I was putting so much toxic pressure on myself 
for, for getting everything done and managing everything, that, that it's a form of poison to, to think that you can do that. You've got to get help. You've got to work to make yourself happy. Yeah. And for some folks, it, they haven't been happy in so long that it's alien almost feeling like when they do have those moments of contentment. So after the break, Sue is going to come back and we're going to talk about the fourth element of love that needs to be involved before you can move forward with your life. And that is to be valued. And we're going to talk about how you go about valuing yourself. But we're also going to be describing how you get your message out there because there is a part of you that is crying to be seen, heard, accepted, valued, because you have a message to share with the rest of us. And so we are going to be talking about that after the break. See you on the next segment. This is Janine Bolin, and with me today is Sue Wilhite, who happens to be an amazing coach, an excellent speaker, and we were talking about the four areas of love that need to be addressed before you can move forward with not only your life purpose, but changing your lifestyle to that perfect life that you know is very idealistic, but you know you can hit certain markers on that, and we were talking about you know, what it means to be happy or content with your life. And sometimes you're in such a dark place or you're in such a challenging place where you feel like you're eating poison. <laughs> it's kind of difficult to say, oh, I'm so happy with my life or content. You, you, we're, we're both, you can't see us, but we're both shaking our heads. It's like, no, this is not what's going to happen. You need four elements to love that Sue was talking us through. The first one was you need to be seen. You need to be heard. You need to be accepted. We were talking about that before the break. And now we're going to talk about how do you value yourself? What are some steps? Like, give us some practical points, Sue, on what we do to value ourselves. Well, of course, self-care is one of the biggies. If you, you value yourself when you notice how you treat yourself, do you skip meals? Do you skip exercise? Do you, when you do eat, do you eat junk food? You know what junk food is. I don't need to define it. Um, <laughs> I'm not thinking <laughs> of blueberries and kale. Uh, are you sure? You mean it isn't my burger and fry that I can get through a drive through window that somebody else deep fat fried for me? Come on now. I'm, you know, I'm teasing. You can do that. You can absolutely do that once in a while. Yeah. Fine. But to subsist on it, yeah, I hear you. Toxic for your body, and um, I I don't remember the exact Bible passage, but there is a lovely Bible passage. I believe it's in Corinth, one of the Corinthians, that says, "Dude, your body is your temple. Take care of it." <laughs> you know, <laughs> this, is, this is what God put in the earth to be the messenger, and if you don't take care of it, this is not okay. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> right. I know we do that a lot on the show. We paraphrase a lot, but so we were talking about self-value and I hear this all the time in the self-development 
world, which is self-care, self-care. Well, I don't know about you, but uh, this COVID thing kind of kicked into high gear in 2020. And a lot of the routines and systems I had for self-care went out the window because it involved other people. So talk to us about things we can do at home that are part of that self-care philosophy that at the same time don't engage other people. Well, it can be simple as giving yourself, and this is for men and women, give yourself a manicure. You can do that at home. It's easy. It takes a nail file and some water and a clipper. You know? <laughs> it really doesn't take that much. And a little bit of lotion. Right. You know, the act of just rubbing your hands with lotion is an act of self-care and it triggers all kinds of really positive chemicals in your body and in your brain. Um, you can, uh, this is one that I really like. Uh, I wish I could, I could, you could see it, but basically just take the fingers of your hands and tap gently on your chest. You can hear my voice change a little bit because I am demoing. Um, it, you just tap gently on your chest and that loosens up stuff in your, in your lungs, first off. But it also is a wonderful acupressure technique that sort of clears blockages and you feel more energized. And here I am, I was already energized by talking to Janine and I'm like, woo, I'm buzzing now, woo. Better than a cup of coffee, man. Yeah, you get, the, you get that energy going. So these tapping techniques, uh, there's several schools of thought and several schools of healing about tapping techniques. Yep. Uh, there's scientific stuff has been done. And as an analytical biochemist, I've read some of the literature. And so there are uh, totally scientific value to using what they call acupressure points, whether you're tapping or you're gently rubbing uh, that circle with, you know, uh, in a circular way on your heart chakra or in your heart or sternum, you know, I don't care what paradigm you use. The thing is self-care can be so incredibly simple. And I think we as humans love to complicate things. And that gives us that, yeah, but that Sue is a professional at being able to stop that stuff. So yeah, I could do that. But, and Sue's like, oh, whoa, that's, that's my area. And we're going to talk about how you avoid that. So when it comes to valuing yourself, you're saying, do the very simple, simple things of self-care. And uh, honestly, to be quite honest, just washing your hair. I, I noticed that as we were <laughs> getting deeper and deeper into Zoom, you can't see Sue, she's nodding frantically. Um, but, uh, you know, as we got deeper and deeper into 2020, people stopped you could tell people stopped caring for themselves. The hair wasn't being washed. It's as simple as washing your hair. It can be in the kitchen sink. You don't yeah. have to take a full shower. Just sometimes washing your hair is enough to, to help you. Any other tips you want to give us on how to value ourselves? There is the whole self-care area. Anything else you wanted to share? Right. Well, you know, it's, it's one of these really cool exercises that I've done with clients that is, uh, it, it's a lot of fun to do. And that is, to make out an imaginary check to yourself and put the highest dollar amount that you feel comfortable receiving. So you get out a piece of paper, a notebook, or even a, even a Google doc and draw, you know, create a little check. I know paper checks, nobody does these anymore. Play pretend. <laughs> We're play pretending here. Yes. <laughs> or create a Venmo screen. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever it is. 
<laughs> you're going to receive that amount of money. What number are you comfortable with just randomly coming into your bank account? That tells you how much you think you're worth, especially when you get done with putting that number in. Let's say just as a joke, you're going, oh, yeah, I'm just going to put down a million dollars. What's going on with your body when you finish putting that last zero in? Are you holding your breath? Are you actually breathing when you're doing that? Because if you're breathing, then it's not high enough. If you're not breathing, that tells you that you've gone beyond what you think you are worth and you need to work on raising that number. Gotcha. That's a good, that's a good exercise to have, especially for those of us that are self-employed, just saying. Right. <laughs> and what you can do, and this is an exercise that came out of uh, Esther and Jerry Hicks, is that you write a, a check for a dollar and then you think of a way of spending it on totally frivolous things. And the next day you write it for two. And the next day you write it for four. And then eight. And then uh, 64. And then... <laughs> you just keep doubling it. You just keep doubling it. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Yeah. By the end of 30 days, you got quite a check. Right. And you have yeah. to spend it on totally frivolous things. Right. And, and you don't actually, actually spend it. That was the other thing. Esther and Jerry were like, no, no, you don't go into that. See, this is kicking into my book, you know, ditch your dad. But, uh, you know, they, they talk about this whole law of attraction thing. And that being when you get comfortable spending your money, the more comes to you. But the thing is, you don't go into debt for that lifestyle. You actually raise your frequency or your vibration on that. So we were talking about the four ways that people need to get love into their life. They need to be able to to know that they are being seen, they're being heard, they're being accepted, and they're being valued. And this stuff has to come from where the locus of control, and this is the psychological term that Sue was talking about, the locus of control, meaning where is the control? The control has to come from internal. And that means it must come from yourself. This is not having other people accept you and having other people value you and giving you external validation. You have to start with the work yourself. So Sue, you were walking us through that when do you know it's time to turn the tables and then start having these uh, be seen, be heard, you know, all that happen from external sources? Oh, at any time. Right. What's kind of fun is when you do these exercises and you start feeling love for yourself. It's really interesting how much validation you end up getting from the outside. It's almost like people go, wow, you're looking good today. And you're wearing the same stuff that you wore all the time. You haven't changed a thing. You didn't color your hair. You didn't, you didn't even do the manicure. <laughs> there's, no, there's no lipstick. There's no, no new purse, nothing. And people are going, wow, you look really good today. Or gosh, that was a great idea. I, I can't remember when I've heard such a good idea. And it's the same thing you've been saying five times before. You get accepted. People just get you. They want to include you. They want to give you things. One of my favorite affirmations after I noticed that it was happening, uh, I, I started making it an affirmation because I thought it was so much fun. Let's keep doing this. Is people just give me stuff. People just give me really cool stuff. People, people are absolutely fantastic. 
and they give me gifts. You get free stuff all the time. And that is a form of abundance because you didn't have to pay for it. I mean, the number of times people have allowed me to be on their coaching programs or they've allowed me, it's incredible. So Sue, we've got about a minute left. Go ahead and tell, how how can somebody get a hold of you? Well, my website is the sweet, it's not the, my website is sweetsoundofsuccess.com. That's sweetsoundofsuccess.com, S-W-E-E-T, soundofsuccess.com. And you can also find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. It's really easy. Just Google Sue Wilhite and you will find me. <laughs> it's- Thanks so much. It has been an absolute delight having you on the show today. We will have you back. So listeners, if you've liked what you've heard, don't worry. Sue will be back. It's wonderful to have people that have gone from the corporate world. They have gone into business for themselves and they are making a success of it. And this is Janine Boland with the Janine Boland Show where we help you with your money, your time, your knowledge, and your sanity. We will see you again next Sunday. So stay tuned. 